Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email on the mark at WKOK.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Well, there's a surprise for you in that. Mark Lawrence is taking the day off. He will be back on Wednesday. So, Steve Kushaloff and I are here today. Steve, good morning, sir. Well, nice to have you with us. Good morning, Joe. It's been a while since I've seen you, and I'm glad I'm here to try to correct your political points of view and <laughs> I, I suspect we'll both have a great deal of success in trying to convince the other that we're right and the other's wrong okay. but we're delighted to have senator john gordner on the phone with us this morning senator we really appreciate you taking the time to check in with us how are you doing this morning i'm doing well good morning joe and good morning steve hi john so tell me, Senator, Harrisburg is kind of in a mess right now with the protests. Are you going back to work? Is the Senate going back to work? Is the state uh, going to take any measures to protect you guys down there? Uh, well, we are not in session this week, uh, either the House or Senate, and that's largely because of the primary being tomorrow. Uh, as I believe you know, we were in session all of last week, both the House and Senate, and uh, accomplished quite a lot in regard to budget and federal CARES Act. We are both supposed to go back on June the 8th. Uh, I'm actually headed down to Harrisburg uh, late tomorrow afternoon. We did receive uh, emails this morning from uh, the Capitol Police making sure that we are cautious and maybe use the parking garage because there was some damage done to a couple of Capitol Police cars over the weekend as well as I think two officers were injured. So there is caution going there as well. With respect to uh, the Senate and the work going on in Harrisburg and, of course, the election, as you point out, the primary is tomorrow. Are you satisfied with the way the primary is shape, shaping up with respect to ballots and, uh, you know, the debate about whether or not people ought to go to the polls or whether they ought to cast um, mail-in ballots? Do you have a feeling for that? Well, I think we'll see after tomorrow. I do. I think I just saw that we're one of eight states that are having primaries tomorrow, so we're not the only one that's, that's having them, so uh, they're, they're occurring across the country. As you see, there's a, I don't know, a 700% increase in the number of absentee ballots as a result of uh, the law that we passed uh, with bipartisan support last year and, of course, the, the COVID-19. And it's worked out well. Folks that are uncomfortable with going to the election places uh, have that option. I can tell you my father took advantage of that. Uh, he has, he's always shown up in person. My mother-in-law took advantage of it, but uh, my wife and I will be going to our local polling place. The, the question will be whether there will be results tomorrow evening or on Wednesday with the uh, large number of ballots. The provisions that we passed do allow them to start counting uh, tomorrow morning, so uh, they can do that. Uh, I know a number of counties have bought machines that specifically uh, handle them in a quicker fashion, but uh, the question will be whether we'll know results in the few races out there where there are uh, 
contested primaries, whether we'll know those results tomorrow or not till Wednesday. Well, going to the fall, you know, if, if you're not satisfied with the way this shakes out, is there a chance that there will be some additional changes before the fall election? Uh, the uh, easy and short answer is yes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, shift gears for a minute. State functions. You know, we've talk, talked to you at the beginning of all this pandemic about the uh, breakdown, if you will, of some of the state functions, particularly unemployment compensation and the hotlines. Uh, there have been issues about the, the state stores, whether they should be open. Uh, you know, are you satisfied now? I mean, have you worked any more with the governor? Are you satisfied with how things are going? Or do you see the need even after the fact or even right now to make some changes? in state government? Uh, look, uh, the unemployment comp system was a disaster. Uh, there are still problems uh, with the system. Um, I mean, there's a huge, huge increase. We, we saw numbers that we've never seen, uh, even two and three times higher of, of the number of, of people filing claims as it was back in 2008, 2009. So some of it is understandable, but when you largely have computer systems that uh, date back to the 70s, you know you're going to have problems. Now, there's supposed to be a, a new system that's going to be up and running come October that's about three or four years in the making, and, and we'll see. Uh, I think in regard to state stores, um, look, uh, 49 states uh, had access to uh, liquor and alcohol and those sorts of things. Pennsylvania did not. Uh, that's all because of the governor's doing. I think people became very comfortable going to uh, grocery stores and other convenience places in order to buy beer and, and wine, and I think there's going to be a renewed discussion as to whether uh, our archaic system should be fully replaced with what the 49 other states have. Are, they, are any of the stores doing uh, unlimited in-store service at the moment, or are they still, is it still based on the county where they're doing business? Uh, I do believe in uh, green counties there is pretty well returning back to normal uh, business. Uh, they may be limiting the amount of people that are in at any given time, but uh, I'm not sure what's happening there in Snyder and in Montour, but I thought they were going back to pretty normal business other than making sure that there's a set limit of folks in the store at any given time. We're talking to 27th District State Senator John Gordner from up in Columbia County. And, uh, John, you're still yellow up there, right? We are yellow at the moment, but I'll tell you what, our numbers are outstanding. I think in the last uh, last seven days we've had a total of five new cases. I fully expect uh, when the governor announces the next uh, group of green folks that Columbia will go green uh, in a week. Uh, Representative Mosser, Representative Culver, and I just uh, are signing on to a letter to the governor asking that Northumberland go green as well. So we're hopeful those numbers are a little different, but there's still, I think in the last week, there's been 22 uh, folks in total in Northumberland County. But when you look at the overall number of folks there, are, you know, 22 is point zero zero something. 
so uh, I think it's time for all of our local counties to be in the green. Yeah, I know Senator Yaw, your compatriot, would like to see uh, Union County move to the green as well. And, of course, up there, they are uh, Chairman Bupa, the county commissioners, is suggesting that if you want to open up, you ought to go ahead and do it, even though the governor has not yet moved them to the green. Um, are there any counties around the state that you're aware of that are defying the governor's orders at this point? I think Lebanon is the uh, the most prominent one. Uh, they... The uh, county commissioners down there and uh, the DA and other folks and uh, state legislators uh, basically have said uh, that folks uh, should do whatever they're comfortable with regardless of, of what uh, the governor has designated them. So I think they're the most openly defiant at the moment. Is the governor doing any better on communications with the legislature? Uh, not necessarily in regard to communications. I mean, I can say that we... You know, we passed a $26 billion budget last week, which he signed. Uh, we passed a uh, $2.6 billion Federal CARES Act uh, with bipartisan support uh, uh, that he signed. And I, I say he signed both of them and actually was involved in the uh, negotiation of both of them. So that was a good and smooth process. But all eyes are going to be upon him this week because his 90-day emergency declaration expires, I think, on June 4th. And uh, the House, late last Thursday night, took up a concurrent resolution which would basically uh, end part of it as it relates to businesses. So uh, the Senate is not in this week. We're going to wait and see what he does in regard to extending we certainly believe he's going to do an extension uh, i really don't believe he's going to do a 90-day one so whether he does a 30-day one whether he limits it in some way uh, that'll tell but what he does this week in regard to a new emergency declaration is going to be telling us to what we do when we return on june the 8th he hasn't signaled anything in particular at this point that he's likely to do right uh he has not been specific as has been often case, but uh, he has indicated that he is going to extend it. He just hasn't said for how long and to what degree. And he hasn't talked to you folks about that, I guess. Nope. Nope. Well, let's talk a bit about the COVID-19 virus. There's been a lot of talk uh, in Harrisburg over the fact that a member of the state house tested positive and supposedly the Democrats weren't notified. Uh, we had uh, Attorney General Shapiro on the program Friday. He said that uh, despite the fact that one state representative has called for a criminal investigation, that none is warranted. How do you folks in the Senate feel about what's happened there? Well, I thought it was further interesting. Uh, the, you know, the governor finally did a live press conference on Friday. He's been doing all sort of where, where his staff has been hand-picking questions and there's been no opportunity for follow-up. So Friday is the first time in three months, I guess, that he's had a live one. And that certainly uh, was questions that were posed both to him and Secretary Levine. And I thought it was very telling, especially Secretary Levine, as well as what her office put out. And the office put out, uh, what the office put out was what the House Republican Caucus did, followed CDC and uh, Pennsylvania Department of Health guidelines in regard to uh, keeping the name of the person private, uh, which the Department of Health has insisted should be done. And uh, in regard to the contact tracing, uh, going back uh, 48 hours before the symptoms 
uh, kicked in and notifying those folks that you were within close contact uh, with, and they described close contact as within 10 feet. And uh, it appears that the uh, with all, all the yelling and screaming and uh, F-bombs that uh, Representative Sims used in his uh, Facebook video that uh, the House Republican leadership, whoever was contacted, uh, followed the CDC and Pennsylvania Department of Health guidelines. Having said that, uh, Joe Scarnati, our senator, Senate Pro Tem, is taking a look at uh, how we might do it, because we have the same guidelines as the House adopted, and they followed what the House adopted rules were, despite the uh, yelling by the House Democratic leadership. It was the rules that were adopted back in March. You're not aware of anybody in the Senate who's tested positive, are you? I am not aware of any members, no, but there have been uh, staff people uh, in the past, uh, going back to uh, March. Uh, matter of fact, uh, the first virtual session that we had, uh, we couldn't have some of our uh, staff, uh, leadership staff, as well as the uh, parliamentarian there, because they were told, they were never told, by the way, who this Senate Democratic staffer was. Uh, but they were told that they were within close proximity to this person and that uh, the person had symptoms. Uh, as it turned out, the person ended up being negative, but uh, we went through that process in March without being told who the person was, and uh, people quarantined themselves, but then the, the result was negative. But there's been no uh, members uh, that we have been told in the Senate that has been uh, positive. Well, these rules seem very well-intentioned, uh, HIPAA and all the other, uh, you know, non-disclosure-type legislation that's to protect people's privacy. But in a pandemic like this, aren't, isn't the common good for the whole public? Shouldn't that take some kind of precedence over an individual's right to privacy? Don't we have a right to know where the person was who was infected and, uh, you know, what, what they were doing prior to that time so that we can make adjustments to our our own uh, schedules and our own uh, proximity to these places? Well, again, it's been uh, incredibly ironic, uh, all the yelling and screaming that took place last week uh, when you have uh, Secretary Levine and the Department of Health uh, saying the exact opposite over the last couple of months, uh, not wanting to disclose specific information, not wanting to disclose specific areas, uh, etc. Uh, we have passed legislation in the, in the Senate, which uh, the administration apparently uh, is not supportive of, that would provide more detailed information to our EMS folks, uh, you know, people that um, get called, uh, get a call into 911 and uh, you're reporting to um, 300 Market Street and, you know, shouldn't those folks be notified whether there's someone at 300 Market Street that has been uh, tested positive. And we have passed legislation along those lines. Uh, again, ironically, the uh, the House Democrats and Senate Democrats have been opposed to uh, the, to that information as being uh, too too much information. But we think, especially in regard to those first responders, that they should be aware of whether someone might be positive in the house that they're headed to. Well, you mentioned, and we, I realize we're running short on time for you, and you have other obligations. But um, you mentioned the governor signed the budget you passed. Let's talk a bit about finances in the state. Is there going to be enough money coming in to cover that budget? And what's the state forecast for the next five or six months in terms of revenue? 
Yeah, so our budget for 2019-2020 uh, was a little over $34 billion. Uh, at the moment, we certainly feel that we're going to be falling several billion dollars short uh, for the year. But uh, some of that is as a result of uh, the governor postponing the due date for personal income taxes from April 15th to July 15th, which goes into the new budget year. The budget that uh, we just passed uh, this past week and that the governor signed is about, uh, let's see, it's just under $26 billion, uh, so that's $8 billion less, and we certainly have the monies in order to cover that. Uh, we do have uh, the independent fiscal office. They uh, actually were a little optimistic in regard to their projections. They think uh, the numbers for 2021 are just going to be about $2 billion short of, of what we brought in this year. Um, we think that may be optimistic, but we'll see. But what we did with this budget was basically level fund uh, everything, and we provided five months of funding for the overwhelming number of line items. But we did provide 12 months of funding uh, for school districts, uh, for um, early education, uh, for higher education, as well as for uh, food type of programs. Well, we wish you good luck because I think from a financial standpoint, it's going to certainly be challenging. Is there anything you'd like to add to our conversation this morning that I didn't ask you? No, if you saw the press releases, uh, we did uh, pass legislation in regard to about 2.6 of the Federal CARES Act, and uh, each of the counties are getting a pot of money. Uh, Northumberland County is getting $8.2 million. Uh, even Snyder County is getting $3.6 million. So they have uh, a lot of decisions to make as to how that money is driven out to people in their district. I personally called... Um, you know, Sam uh, Shikitano and uh, Joe Kantz, the, the chairs of the committee, to let them know that those monies uh, will be coming over the next week or two and that they start to plan. Uh, they can use it for increased cost of COVID, small business assistance, tourism assistance, uh, can drive it out to municipalities, nonprofit organizations, and broadband deployment. So uh, it's a good, good amount of money coming to the Valley and hope it's, it's used in a good way. We'll keep our fingers crossed on that one. Senator John Gordner, 27th District Senator, State of Pennsylvania, thank you so much for taking the time to call us this morning, John. We really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Have a great week. Take care, John. Bye. All right. We are uh, talking to uh, talking to Senator John Gortner. On the Mark is our program this morning. It's brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, and they are a family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out lots more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way. Let you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. 
The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. In recent days, staying connected has meant more than ever before. At Penteladata, we thank our frontline workers for giving us the hope that tomorrow will be better and for letting us do our part in keeping everyone connected with schools, families, and friends, even while being apart. As America slowly and carefully returns to work, we're here to help your business come back smarter, bigger, and better than before with a fiber network that will keep us all connected and move us forward. Penteladata Fiber Networks. To stay safe on the road, here are smart driving tips for smart drivers. In 2018, 51% of all people who died in crashes were not wearing a seatbelt. Three out of four crashes occur within 25 miles of home. Wearing your seatbelt increases your chance of surviving a crash by 60%. There's no excuse not to wear a seatbelt. Parents, set the example. Remember, us kids are watching. Proud supporters of Susquehanna Smart Drive, Zimmerman's Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram Truck, and News Radio 1070 WKOK. Topohawken Mountain Spring Water is my go-to, and I'm always on the go. I always have a bottle with me because not all water is the same. Topohawken is natural mountain spring water. It's so important in the summer to stay hydrated and I definitely feel more alert and energized when I drink up my share of Topohawken mountain spring water. Topohawken mountain spring water, Northumberland. Delivery to your home or office. Keep a bottle with you all the time. Topohawkenwater.com Topohawken Know where you can find all your favorite Skechers shoes in one place? Skechers.com. Because at Skechers.com, we have miles and miles of styles of the most comfortable shoes on the planet. We have boys and girls shoes that sparkle and light up. Skechers.com has work shoes, slip-ons, sports shoes, casual shoes, canvas shoes, go walk, go run. The styles are endless. And on Skechers.com, you can find all the fits you need. Plus, so many shoes with Skechers' exclusive air-cooled memory foam. So find all the styles, all the fits, and all the comfort. Only at Skechers.com. Hi everybody, Steve Jones, Bob Grove on the NHL's playoff plan. Today, 3 to 5 News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay, welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranahan. Steve Kushaloff is with me. Mark Lawrence taking several days off. He'll be back on Wednesday. So, Steve, the state of Pennsylvania, Governor Wolf, what kind of a grade do you give him on the pandemic? We'll cover that and then we'll get into the riots and stuff on the next segment. Well, I don't know about a grade. All I, as I said to you during the break, it, uh, you know, Governor Wolf, like every other governor, I mean, is charged with the health and welfare of the Commonwealth. Uh, did he err on the side of um, going too far as far as uh, restrictions? Possibly, which if you're, you, let's face it, Joe, when you've got a pandemic, probably it's better to err on the side of let's overly restrict rather than 
underly restrict. But what's important, and this is what, whoa, <laughs> something fell down. Um, by the way, our telephone number, I should have given you that, 1-800-795-9565. We have open phones. You're welcome to call. As Mark would say, we have time for a speedy dialer right now, and we'll certainly have open phones in the next segment of the program. But let's say the governor, you know, he has is, he is opened up some of the counties, kept other ones closed. So here we have Snyder County, which is green, which means the gyms are open. You can get your hair cut. Uh, some of the restaurants have opened up for dining in. Some right. others have still said, no, not yet. We're going to wait another week or so before we open up for dining. But here you have green. Union County, right up the road. Northumberland County, yellow. Yeah. So what do those people do? If they want to eat out, if they want to do yeah, something to less restricted, they come sure. over here. So what's more important? Is it the territory that's the, the problem or the people in the territory? If it's the people in the territory, why are we allowing them to migrate to other areas? Why aren't there travel restrictions in the local area? If it's the territory that's the problem, you know, it, does the disease exist in Northumberland County, not in Snyder County, or is it the people that are carrying it from one place to another who are the problem. You know, the only thing that we ever can go on is data and statistics. And un unfortunately, uh, we tend to we tend to um, we make our decisions based on data and statistics, even when let's face it, it really doesn't make a lot of sense. You know, um, I, I play golf up at the Bucknell. Uh, a golf club. Well, when they reopened, they were shut down for six weeks or so. One of the rules they had was you could only have one person in a golf cart <laughs> at one time, which makes sense unless, suppose you're playing golf with your wife, which many people do, and you and your wife have been self-isolating together uh, for six weeks, mm -hmm. but all of a sudden when you're in a golf cart, you're not allowed to be together. <laughs> and, okay, so uh, you see what I mean? It's yeah. like, this is what always happens, Joe. You know it as a public official. When you've got to, when you've got to uh, establish rules and regulations for huge numbers of people, you can't look at every individual person and say, okay, for you this, for you that, for you this, for you that. Now, in the case of the golf cart, I will tell you, they did change that. I think I think it was probably the state or whomever said if you're in, if you live in the same household, fathers and sons, fathers and wives, husbands and wives, fine. Then you can share a golf cart. Well, and that makes sense. But I mean, I look at it this way: you uh, you have all these people coming into a green county, let's say from outside, who are yellow counties, if you will. Yeah. And so let's say they cause uh, they bring some of this with them because it's not the territory that has the disease; it's people that have it. Sure. So the people, unbeknownst uh, that they have it, they come over here, they infect Snyder Counties, we have a spike and we're back into red again or yellow again. You know, it seems to me that, and yet I agreed with the governor when he shut down counties one at a time. Opening them up seems to me to be something that should have been done more across the board rather than piecemeal, simply because if, you know, the problem is not going to stop just because you said this county can go green or these counties have to stay yellow. Well, it's like, you know, you could, you could look at it on a national and even on an international level, as has been said. Um, pandemics do not recognize geographic restrictions. The a virus is going to go where it wants to go. Um, you know, 
does it make sense to have, what are you going to have, roadblocks at every road leading from Northumberland County into Snyder right. County? which would be absolutely impractical. Right. And you'd never be able to do it, and people right. wouldn't stand for it to begin with. And I think uh, Senator Gordner touched on it. Didn't he indicate that uh, Northumberland and Union would be going green fairly? He's hoping they will, yes. Hoping they will, Okay. But, I mean, I, I understand what the governor's trying to accomplish, and I think probably it is the right thing. And I, I think people of goodwill, the answer I thought maybe you'd give me is that the people in the yellow counties are reasonable, intelligent people, just as the people in the green counties are, and they will do what they think is in their best interest to keep themselves and their families safe. To do otherwise would be ridiculous. Well, let's hope so. Um, you know, we have all heard stories of... Uh, uh, you know, about two weeks ago, my wife and I went to a very uh, well-known garden center in the area. Everybody in there, employees and shoppers, were wearing face masks. Uh, about a half hour later, we went to another much smaller, kind of out-of-the-way garden center, and virtually nobody was wearing a face mask. <laughs> well, I guess it depends on how comfortable you feel. You know, if they're not required, if it's just a suggestion... You're free to adopt it or ignore it. Hey, we're going to take a break for the news, and we're going to be back with open phones, and we're going to be talking about rioting coming up on the program and the unfortunate incidents in Minneapolis. And we hope you'll join us and call us at 1-800-795-9565. You're listening to On the Mark and WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Deborah Rodriguez in upstate New York. Anti-police protests across the country have gone from violent to deadly. Louisville, Kentucky Police Chief Steve Conrad says officers and National Guard troops enforcing the city's curfew fired into a crowd in a parking lot. Officers and soldiers began to clear the lot and at some point were shot at. Both LMPD and National Guard's members returned fire. We have one man dead at the scene. 22 states have called in the National Guard along with Washington, D.C., where demonstrators lit fires in front of the White House and defaced the Lincoln Memorial. If we don't speak up, this is going to continue to happen over and over again, and people are going to get frustrated. WTOP Radio's John Doman. The intense demonstration spilled out of Lafayette Park in front of the White House and into the streets of downtown D.C. There's a carpet of glass on top of the sidewalk in front of the AFL-CIO headquarters across the street. And fire alarms rang all morning here and next door at the 200-year-old St. John's Church. There's been no word from President Trump this morning, but correspondent Weijia Jiang says administration officials have been worried about his physical well-being. A senior administration official tells CBS News that President Trump was briefly moved to the White House bunker on Friday night during the protests out of an abundance of caution. The president has not acknowledged that he was moved to the shelter, but on Saturday morning, Mr. Trump tweeted that he could not have felt more safe. Some protesters have been smashing store windows and helping themselves to what's inside. L.A. County Sheriff Alex Villanueva has a message for the looters. You're not here to protest the death of George Floyd at all. You're not here for any noble cause. Some Target, CVS, and Apple stores will be closed today, Amazon will scale back some of its roots. George Floyd's family is expected to release results from an independent autopsy today. CBS's Jamie Yukas is in Minneapolis. The Floyd family and their attorney released a statement saying they reject the notion that the knee from the police officer on George's neck for almost nine minutes was not the proximate cause of his death. They want Derek Chauvin to be charged with first-degree murder. Chauvin has been charged with third-degree murder and manslaughter.
With fears of a new coronavirus surge on the rise among unmasked protesters, more normalcy is returning to hard-hit Rome. The Coliseum has reopened to visitors today. Everyone has to undergo a temperature check before they're allowed in and wear a mask. The ancient Roman amphitheater has been closed for 84 days. S&P futures down seven. This is CBS News. CBS News Radio is your home for breaking news. With our team of reporters around the country and the world, we give you the coverage you can trust. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. Put Odor throwing you off your game? Stick to a winning game plan with Odor Eaters. Featuring three advanced odor and wetness fighters, the lineup provides long-lasting odor control, plus more to keep your feet on their game. Odor Eaters powder provides outstanding moisture control. Clear drying spray is the MVP in preventing athlete's foot, while insoles work continuously to manage wetness while adding a layer of comfort. Pick up today at Walmart, Target, CVS, Dollar General, or other fine retailers. Odor Eaters. Destroy foot odor with the best in odor defense. GM is revving up the speed on production today. GM plants have been running without issue on one shift. As of today, they take their pickup plants to three shifts, operating around the clock, and utility plants to two shifts. Analyst Rebecca Lindland of RebeccaDrives.com says GM needs the products. You know, some of the numbers that we're seeing at dealerships have incredibly low levels of inventory. There is demand. Pickup truck sales are nearly back to pre-shutdown levels. Jeff Gilbert, CBS News, Detroit. He blew the whistle on a 1950s TV game show scandal. I don't remember. remember. Herb Stemple, appearing on 21, has died. Producers ordered him to lose to rival Charles Van Doren after he'd won almost $50,000 on the show. Stemple had been given the answers to earlier matches to rig victories. His loss propelled Van Doren to stardom. Herb Stemple was 93. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. CVS Pharmacy delivers. And right now, to meet the needs of the current health situation, we're offering one to two day delivery for free. Get prescriptions and other everyday essentials like vitamins, allergy relief, snacks, and more from your local CVS. We understand your concern, and this is just one of the ways we can help you to be prepared and stay well. Visit CVS.com or call your local CVS Pharmacy to get started. Restrictions apply. Offer valid on orders with a prescription. Now that the weather's heating up, the backyard is in play. And Lowe's can help you create memories at home all summer long. Enjoy dinner al fresco with a new Pelham Bay 7-piece patio set now starting at just $2.19. What's for dinner? Burgers, of course, on the new grill. Enjoy free local delivery when you buy a grill $3.98 or more. Summer is open. Download our app and discover what's possible at Lowe's. While supplies last, applies to standard delivery in U.S. only. Purchase special calculated before taxes. After applicable discounts, if any, more fees may apply. Selections vary by market. See Lowe's.com for details. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. 
Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On The Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. And as I said at the start of the last segment, Mark Lawrence taking today and tomorrow off. With me is Steve Kushaloff. I'm Joe McGranahan. Delighted to have you with us on On The Mark. We have open phones. We're going to invite your participation at 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemark at wkok.com or text us at 70236. On The Mark brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company, a family-owned dealership since 1915. 4th Street in Sunbury, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Find out more about them at www.sunburymotors.com. They invite you to visit the Quick Lane on North 4th Street in Sunbury, where they specialize in all types of service on vehicles, state inspection, and nitrogen for tires. They're open Monday through Friday, 6.30 a.m. to 6 p.m. Saturday, 6.30 a.m. till 2 p.m. You can find them on the web at www.sunburymotors.com. And what do they sell? Ford, Hyundai, Kia, and Lincoln cars. They are the premier service provider for all makes of cars and trucks and all sizes of trucks, and they're a master towing service with decades of experience. Visit sunburymotors.com to see their entire Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, and pre-owned inventory. Select your perfect vehicle and purchase online right from the comfort and safety of your home. Taking a quick look at the news headlines, Valley residents joined the nation in showing their outrage over the death of a Minnesota black man after a confrontation with police. According to the Green New Deal Lewisburg Facebook page. About 80 people protested in Lewisburg in the area of routes 50, 15 and 45 Sunday between 2 and 4 p.m. Many posters were on display, but no violence took place. According to social media posts, multiple roads were closed in Milton Sunday due to the protests, but they were peaceful as well. In fact, some social media posts indicate officers kneeling down and joining those who gathered. About 200 people also gathered in Sealands Grove near Susquehanna University for peaceful protests led by Pastor Scott Kirshner. Witnesses say campus public safety was on the scene monitoring. A candlelight walk followed on Sunday evening. A Lancaster County woman is dead as the result of a motorcycle crash in East Cameron Township, Northumberland County, on Sunday. Northumberland County Coroner James Kelly says 50-year-old Melissa Otto of Lidditz was pronounced dead at the scene just after 1 p.m. Kelly said she was a passenger on the motorcycle. Stonington State Police say the crash occurred just before noon Sunday along Route 125. Troopers say the driver, 53-year-old Jay Otto, also of Lidditz, was on a curve, hit loose gravel, and crashed the cycle. Melissa Otto died in the auto died in the accident. It's unclear if Jay Otto was injured. According to troopers, he was taken to Geisinger Shimokin. No information is available on his condition. The accident remains under investigation by the coroner's office and Stonington troopers. Seven new local COVID-19 cases have been confirmed, and Pennsylvania is over 71,000 positive cases statewide. In its daily update Sunday, the State Department of Health confirmed 511 new Pennsylvania cases. 55 new deaths have also been confirmed, bringing the statewide total to over 5,500. In the Valley, three new cases have been confirmed in Snyder County, bringing their total to 45 and one death. There were two new cases in Montour County, making their total 52. Northumberland County has two new cases at 192 and three deaths, and Union County did not have any new cases, still at 59 and one death. 
pretty good argument for saying Union County ought to be on the green list, if you ask me. And that's our look at the news headlines. And now, on to the program. As I said, Steve Kushaloff is with me. We have our friend E.B., who has written us a diatribe this morning that I will read to start our discussion, since it's on the topic I thought was going to be on most people's minds today. He says, so let me see if I have this right. A few weeks ago, white people stormed state capitals armed with assault rifles and screaming at cops because they can't get haircuts. What happened to them? Not a thing. Black people protest in the streets because of yet another incident of police brutality, and they get beaten, arrested, and pepper sprayed. This is the very definition of racism. Conservatives have their parties and our panties in a bunch over these protests, but remember, Colin Kaepernick tried to protest by kneeling, and you all said that was wrong, too. What conservatives really want is for black people to shut up, not cause trouble, and just suck it up if bad cops murder them for no reason. And oh, yeah, I think it's time to formally designate MAGA as a terrorist organization. So let's keep let's keep this letter up there for just a few minutes, Joe. Now, there's no doubt that uh, even I, as a as a raving uh, liberal, even even I, a frank admission, if I ever heard I, one. I, you know, I don't mind. <laughs> you seldom rave. I'll give you that. Okay. Uh, so there's a few things that I would really question here, but there's a couple of things here. There's a couple of things that just jump right out to me. Number one. Uh, paragraph three here. Colin Kaepernick tried to protest by kneeling, and you all said that was wrong, too. Joe, what if the reaction to Colin Kaepernick's kneeling had been a little different? What if instead of everybody jumping down his throat, what if it had been something more like, we disagree with the specific action that he took, but we understand the motivation. What did, did you hear this morning what the commissioner of the NFL had to say about all of the protests? and the No, demonstrations? I didn't. Okay. Well, Roger Goodell referred to things like pain, anger, and frustration. He said there remains much more to do as a country. Okay. He spoke about systemic Issues All relating these things to, have been kicked yes, about and discussed right. over oh, and over course. again. So but why, here's the, when Colin Kaepernick kneeled, why did it take I didn't all care. of these demonstrations? Look, why wasn't that the reaction to Kaepernick when he kneeled? Listen, you're missing the, the bigger issue here. The bigger issue here is in the second paragraph where black, black people protest in the streets because of yet another incident of police brutality, and they get beaten, arrested, and pepper sprayed. They were not beaten, arrested, or pepper sprayed for demonstrating in the streets. It was only when rioting started to take place and businesses were burned and places were looted that some people got injured. Sure. There were far more police officers injured in the, as the result of these incidents, if you want to call them that, than there were perpetrators. Well, we, and I think that's the reverse side of this because law enforcement is going to be afraid to act if they're afraid someone's going to be looking over their shoulder. I watched yesterday looting in Philadelphia, some family-owned drugstore. They were running in, running out, carrying stuff. This isn't about George, uh, George so, Floyd. This is about greed, avarice, and well, just rioting. Whatever it is, what, you know, the other point that I want, as I said, there's a lot that I would question, and of course the things you raise up. But the other point here, he says, what conservatives really want is for black people to shut up not cause trouble, et cetera. You know, there's a thing, what do you think of when you hear the words Black Lives Matter? What, what, what do you think of when you I hear that? I think of that the, they do matter and so do all lives. I, I regret anybody losing their life. 
over something. Obviously, those cops were wrong. And I've dealt with law enforcement all my the last 40 years as a councilman and as a mayor, and I know that most cops are good, decent, hard-working people who want to get home at the end of their shift and be with their families just like you and I do. Of course. I don't think that even that cop in Minnesota started out that day thinking, I'm going to kill George Oh, today. no, he didn't. But, l- number one, that cop already had... 18 citations against him. And and there's a Democratic mayor and a Democratic chief of police in that. Why did they not get rid of him? Well, who knows? Maybe uh, the... Who knows? You know, I I don't think this is a political issue. This is an issue, two separate issues. One is bad police did some bad things to a guy, and they should be punished for it. The other is that people are using that as an excuse not to honor him, not to honor the victim, but to riot and loot. Well, Stan, you're on the mark this morning. Yeah, I agree, Joe. <laughs> with me or with, with, with uh, what's, me? Or? <laughs> what's, what, what's going on right now is insanity. I mean, I understand the reason for the protest. That guy was, you know, Floyd was murdered. You know, okay, we can't say murdered for sure, but it was manslaughter at very least. For, for you know, anybody to sit on a guy's neck for, they're saying, eight to nine minutes. You know, that, that's clear. It's just, you know, that video is clear of what happened. And why it happened, well, that's a whole other thing that they got to investigate. But that's that's the other problem. You know, they, these people want, and that's everybody out there protesting. They demand justice now. We all know the system doesn't work like that. And if you don't let the system work, all you got is anarchy, which is what is showing up now with all these riots. And the people that are mostly protesting aren't the ones causing the riot. There's outside influencers coming in and causing the problems. Yeah, even the mayor of Harrisburg indicated he thought it was outside people coming in who caused the problem, but then so did the governor of Minnesota, and then when he found out that most of the arrests that were made were of Minnesota residents, he had to change his tune and said he was surprised and saddened to find that they were local people who were causing the problem. Yeah. Well, everything that I'm everything that I'm seeing is, you know, they got these outside uh, influencers or rabble rousers, and they stay back and let the locals get be the ones that cause a the problem. They'll put them up in front of the line, and then they start throwing the bottles and back away. And the cops, who's at the front of the line that the cops are going to see? They're going to see the locals because they are at the front of the line, and the other people are, and they can just fade away after they throw their bottles, rocks, and bricks and stuff, whatever they throw. I don't, so I don't, something needs to be done. I don't think, you know, there's been so much talk about outside groups, and um, the, I'm assuming, you know, there's got to be, to some degree, some outside influence here. There's also suspicion, and that's all I've seen, that it's not just left-wing groups that are getting involved here from the outside. It's also right-wing groups. But, yeah, this is, there, there's no doubt, this is the kind of thing that happens. Um, you got people out there on the left, on the right, they've got their own agenda, and now they see chaos, and they say, boy, this is a great opportunity for us to kind of just step in and uh, add to the chaos. But um, I don't think we're going to know for sure about outside involvement 
for for quite a while. Well, the president has said he's going to declare Antifa a um, uh, what he what did he call yes, it? Yes, I then? saw that, and that you know Paris Paris organization. organization. You know, but you know, I I get a big fact uh, big kick out of the fact they're saying that white supremacist organizations are spurring these attacks, and yet in and with all due respect, watching the live coverage yesterday in Philadelphia, I didn't see a white person in the group. So well, I can't, can't the, the, Antifa, the Antifa people dress in black, cover themselves up so you can't tell who they are until they get into a fight, and then their shirts come up and they're white. A lot of them are. You know, I've seen that in plenty of video. To me, I see this whole Antifa thing, it, it, it's just one more diversion, one more distraction. Uh, but you don't have any problem with them? Yes, they are you know, distracting it's not people. A matter of whether or they not are causing the problems. They are, see, that's just that they are not causing the problem. I, it's like I said, I'm sure there are people out there who, for whatever reason, sympathize with the Antifa uh, attitudes, and they are getting involved. But now we're going to try to say this whole thing. You know, how many cities? How many cities have there been these demonstrations and protests in? Quite a few. No, 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 give me a number. Way too many. Give about, me a number. About 15 or 20, I would no, estimate. No, how about 75? 75? Yes, because, uh, Joe, you know you know. I was me talking that about well. the violent protests, I'm, not... not. No, I'm just talking... I'm not counting Sealands Grove and Lewisburg. Well, where why not? Pe- because people here well, have more common Mox sense, Nick. I think. Whatever. It's Mox Nix. The point is... That's the number that I've seen on several reliable. So, okay, so let's just go with that. So you've got demonstrations and protests in 75 different places around the United States, and we're going to try to say, and this whole thing is all because of this one uh, attitude called Antifa, which the other thing I've read, Antifa is not necessarily an organization. It's basically an, a, a, you know, it's, a, it's an attitude, it's a way of life, etc. And I'll tell you this, we have already, we have already in the last four minutes spent too much time talking about Antifa. Well, sure, I'm sure you'd love to shovel them under the rug as a left-winger, but I don't. I'm not willing to shovel them there. I think they need to be examined and looked at very carefully. So Antifa's different than your so-called white supremacist? I see them as one in the same. Oh, I, I agree with you. They're both evil. They're Absolutely. both scum. Absolutely. And they both need to be removed from the earth. Okay. Well, let's uh, not go that far. It's simple. <laughs> I don't know how else, because no. you, you're, you're not going to change their minds. You're not. No, you're right. There's no way to change these people's minds. So I don't know how to stop them other than to remove them. I got a good way. However needs necessary. Take all the white supremacists and all the Antifa people, lock them in a football stadium, and keep the doors closed for about a week. I don't have a problem with that, neither. (laughs) They'll they'll sort things out on their own. Right. And and the last man standing that comes out, you arrest him and put him in prison for the rest of his life. maybe they'll sit down and talk to each other and come up. (laughs) No, that ain't going to (laughs) happen. I'm an optimist. Stan, we'll give you the last word. I, I, just, I, don't, I don't understand what people are thinking. This is not about George Floyd anymore, the riots and stuff. There's no way it's about George Floyd. If it was, they wouldn't be breaking in and burning stores, ruining people's lives, ruining their, neighbor, their neighborhoods, and, and, and just for a big screen TV, all in the name of George Floyd. That is a bunch of bull. 
and we all know it. Especially since George Floyd's family said they don't think he would approve of what's going on. So I agree with That's you there. Right. Stan, thanks a lot for your call. Appreciate it. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com. Text us at 70236 this morning. Now, you know, Joe, I asked you a question before uh, Stan called, and as as always happens, uh, you know, you, you had the opportunity to answer, but of course I oh, never had that. Go ahead. Right, okay, I said to you about what do you think of the whole uh, Black Lives Matter. And the point that I wanted to make is the reason you've got this organization, Black Lives Matter, is because to a great number, to a great number of white people, black lives don't matter. That's the whole point. You've got right now in America, you have got a casual, just a casual acceptance of uh, violent anti-racial points of view and it just kind of it, oh, yeah. it just I disagree continued. with you. Look at the number of white people who are outraged. Even the president of the United States, whom you think is a racist, is distraught over what happened to distraught. George Floyd. Yes. And you know what's interesting about his uh, response? He, he's very careful to always come down on the side of George Floyd. Even Trump realizes he should not be, he's not going to attack the victim. But I have never heard in any of Trump's comments talking about any kind of uh, racial, ongoing racial injustice justice any kind of comment about it's it's time in america that we that we face this issue of racial uh, okay uh, let's let's boil this down to the the bottom of the pot here's the the deal we have in this country all sorts of laws that make it illegal to discriminate against people that say all of us are created equal it's not systemic in the sense that the law is wrong or doesn't cover the circumstances that need corrected. What's the problem is what's in some people's hearts. And you can't legislate that. You cannot say, it shall now be henceforth and forever illegal for someone to dislike another person because right. of the color of their skin. Never going to happen. That's never going to happen. So the question is, do we as a society have the mechanisms to correct the injustices that result? And we do. Okay, and it's interesting you use the word mechanisms. Now, what we're talking about specifically, we're talking about policemen, and we're, well, maybe we're talking three things. We're talking about policemen, we're talking about the black community. Under President Obama, we did have in Washington, in the White House, a task force on 21st century policing. That again, which was a, a way of taking policemen, offering them training in uh, community involvement, etc., dealing with incendiary situations. That, just like other Obama initiatives, was disbanded by, by Donald Trump. But this wasn't incendiary. This was a, a one black man being hauled out of a car by four black or four white police officers and killed by their actions. And it wasn't an incendiary situation. Okay. It wasn't a riot. It was one man being abused and eventually right. killed by four other men. And suppose, suppose the those four policemen in Minneapolis had for the last 18 months or so been undergoing training that would have said, look, fellas, I don't care what's in your heart because we can't change that, but we don't want trouble in the streets. So when you have a situation where you've got uh, a, a 
uh, an African American individual charged with, or allegedly has done something wrong, this is the appropriate way to respond. This is the appropriate way to restrain them. Suppose that kind of training had been going on. But well, let's take it one step further than that. There have been what ten or twelve complaints against the officer involved. Who eighteen. Eighteen, and he's still on the force. And who is the fault? Whose fault is that? I don't know. I have no idea. And I, I, I know you're going to say he shouldn't have been there. Probably, sh probably shouldn't. And you know, it may have been the, it may have been the fault of uh, his union. You know. Well, yeah, if they stood up for him. You know. But on the other hand, have. it may have been that the that the claims were unsubstantiated or that they couldn't be proven. So we have what what benefit of the doubt in this country? You are innocent until proven guilty. So maybe they never were able to prove him guilty. But certainly there was enough there that I would have restricted as his supervisor. I would have restricted him to desk duty where he theoretically well, could do no harm. Who know, right? But of course we don't know the specific situation. Let me ask you if well, you know. Well, ask who me. Ask me when we come back from the break. We got to take a quick break. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Call us, join the conversation, email us at onthemarket.wkok.com or text us at 70236. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Mirth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The the other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Hey, this is Lisa Stofan. Heard the Mark Patrick weight loss hypnosis hype? Well, I attended because my father stopped smoking with hypnosis. Hypnosis eliminated my desire for soda and fast food, made me want to exercise, and I lost 60 pounds in six months. My energy level exploded. I went to another session to deal with some other problem foods, and I lost another 10 pounds. In fact, I brought my husband. He lost weight. More important, cholesterol and blood pressure improved. My friend went, and she lost 20 pounds in the first two months. So does Mark Patrick hypnosis work? Oh yeah, it works. Nothing has changed my life more. Well, except maybe my husband. He's so proud of me. Makes me cry. Now that's touching. Because of coronavirus, Seminar Now Online live with America's hypnotist, Mark Patrick, in the comfort and safety of your living room. Live online seminar for the greater Lewisburg, PA area will be held live Saturday, June 27th. Register now only $49.99 guaranteed at markpatrickseminars.com. Ace is the place with the helpful hardware, folks. We know staying in is a little easier when you can grill out. That's why Ace will help you get a great grill for your family from the best brands like Big Green Egg, Traeger, and Weber. And with your local Ace right in your neighborhood, we'll assemble and deliver your grill for free. Then, to make it even easier, we'll include free fuel to help you get grilling. The brands you love and the service you trust, only at Ace. Offer valid for Ace Rewards members through May 31st on grills and accessories $3.99 and up. Propane tag not included. See participating stores for scheduling or exclusions. 
Know where you can find all your favorite Skechers shoes in one place? Skechers.com. Because at Skechers.com, we have miles and miles of styles of the most comfortable shoes on the planet. We have boys and girls shoes that sparkle and light up. Skechers.com has work shoes, slip-ons, sports shoes, casual shoes, canvas shoes, go walk, go run. The styles are endless. And on Skechers.com, you can find all the fits you need. Plus, so many shoes with Skechers exclusive air-cooled memory foam. So find all the styles, all the fits, and all the comfort. Only at Skechers.com. Welcome back to On the Mark. Uh, we were just talking about former Congressman Tim Holden. He's head of the State Liquor Control Board. Okay. <laughs> now, you said you had a question you wanted to nail me with. But first, before you do this, uh, get ready, folks. He's got to nail me here. 1-800-795-9565 is our toll-free hotline number. Give us a call. Join the conversation. Email us at onthemarketwkok.com or text us at 70236. Okay. Have at me, Stephen. So, uh... With all the rioting and protest and all the craziness this weekend, where was Joe Biden in all of this? Joe Biden was on his knees in front of a black man having a picture taken uh, in order to try and get some publicity when everybody was ignoring him, which is what he's usually doing. Well, that's a very interesting interpretation, <laughs> Joe. I, I saw got, the picture. Good. Okay. <laughs> you saw one picture because there was plenty of other pictures where he was not down on one knee getting his picture taken. What he was doing, he spent part of Sunday afternoon walking around Wilmington, Delaware, where there had, which had been the scene of some violent protest the night before. So Joe Biden was out talking to people, uh, getting a sense now, of what was going on. You realize how unfair that is. They, they, they're not going to let the Secret Service isn't going to let the President of the United oh, States, not, no not, matter who he is, roam and talk to protesters outside who have been violent. Did I mention... <laughs> But your point, was, your point was, that's what Joe Biden was doing. Why wasn't the president yeah, doing it? I don't know about that. That was the point you were trying well, to see, make. Well, see, now you're playing. Now you're putting words in my mouth and thoughts in my head. Now, I will say, though, give Richard Nixon, of all things, give him credit. Wasn't it the night before some major demonstration in Washington, D.C., and Richard Nixon went to the Lincoln Memorial and spent a couple of hours with uh, college kids talking? Yeah, he did that. So... No, there's no. I'm not. I, I'm not going to. You don't. You don't take the president of the United States. I don't care who it is. You don't take the uh, leader of the free world and put him in harm's way like that. So that no. wasn't my point. Uh, but I, I got to well, give. Well, then, you, what was your point? My point was just to let you know that, that Joe that, Biden was willing to walk around. Joe and, uh, Biden was out there talking. At great to people. personal risk, he was out there. I'm talking not to even people. saying great personal risk. <laughs> I'm not even saying that. But I am saying, you know, it's interesting. Uh, you yourself kind of criticized uh, you've got this um, cliche perception of Joe Biden, the fact that he's uh, almost as old as you are and you think he's that, older uh, than I am. Well, there you go. And, uh, you know, people think he doesn't have what it takes, but I'll tell you what he does have. He does have the ability to go out, talk to people, find out what's on their minds, bring people together. Uh, you, you would not have seen Joe Biden tweeting, state, making the kind of uh, incendiary statements that uh, Donald Trump was doing for the last 72 hours. Well, you would not have seen Joe Biden jumping down the throats of every Democratic uh, mayor or Democratic governor at the time of a crisis. Sure, he's too busy pandering. Yes, that is what Trump would be doing. No, I'm talking, about, I'm oh, talking about Joe, because Trump will tell you, you know, drop dead if he thinks you should drop dead. <laughs> well, no, uh, Trump will tell you to drop dead if he thinks his base 
wants him to tell you to drop dead. See, it finally occurred to me this morning as I was uh, taking my notes here, uh, Donald Trump has never been about making America great again. Donald Trump has only been about making my base love me more. And so he does things that he thinks will make his quote And of unquote, course, Joe Biden is so independent more. and so fiercely independent that he would never, never do anything to get his base in agreement with him. I mean, well, he would just say, oh, I don't want your agreement. You know, you, you were just telling me uh, 20 minutes ago that uh, Joe Biden, you don't like the idea that Joe Biden is trying to reach across the political divide and try to bring uh, bring in supporters tell of you Bernie Sanders. Oh, Bernie Sanders. Yes, okay. you don't like that. Well, I, I, don't th- I don't blame him for trying. I'm just saying it's a philosophy, and you're misquoting me, is a philosophy. I don't like Bernie Sanders' philosophy. And to the extent that Joe Biden adopts it, he has a harder time for me even to consider voting for him in the fall. Even though there are elements, as I told you also, of the president's behavior that just completely alienate me and turn me off. Yeah, and Okay, I, I was going to toss out a word, but you used it in private, so I'm not going to throw it out. Okay, there. well, Bob, you're on the mark. What's up? Yes, um, good morning, everyone. You know, with all these protests and everything, you know, going going around the country in different places, of course, of course, Steve, you and myself were, you know, trained in the media years ago, and that. And uh, I can say the question I want to ask is: Has maybe the media type coverage uh, add added fuel to the fire for some of these things? I mean, you know, the way they cover things versus. Uh, you know, I'm going to say trying to report the facts and everything. So how would you two gentlemen rate that? Well, that's an interesting question. We'll uh, stay tuned. We'll give you the answer. I I look at at it this way. I don't think uh, the news media bears any responsibility for what's going on. I mean, I think they've been the rioters have been more than willing to attack CNN. They've been more than willing that they came after uh, Vitter on Fox and chased him out of uh, Lafayette Park. They uh, spray painted graffiti all over the entrance to uh, CNN's headquarters. Matter of fact, they even attacked the AFL-CIO, which I find interesting. Uh, CNN did a stand-up in front of their building this morning. It was interesting to see the F-bomb written all over the walls, and they made no attempt to hide it from the cameras. I mean, uh, the camera just got pictures of it, which was a little unsettling with my breakfast. But I, I don't think the media bears a responsibility here other than if they sensationalize their coverage. And I don't think any of them have been doing that. Even MSNBC this morning, I thought, was relatively focused on, you know, what happened more than why it was caused. Yeah, I, uh, from what I've seen, and I haven't, I really have not watched a lot of media coverage of this, it's almost like what what more can they say? I mean, you've got a situation where you've got... I mean, like last night, I, I turned on the TV. It was late last night. It was from Washington, D.C. Here was a fire going... Uh, uh, something was in flames. The reporter didn't even know what it was that was burning. He couldn't get close enough to find out what it was. Uh, boy, all you got to do is uh, turn your camera and look at it and... What what as a media representative, what could you what can you say to to make that worse? I mean, these yeah. are these are terrible, terrible uh, sights. And um, and I you do you, I I'm assuming you condemn the kind of violence that's been going on. Oh my gosh! You know, uh, we 
you and I, Joe, we, one of the things we agree on to some degree, we're never going to agree 100 percent. I'll never let that happen. But <laughs> uh, neither one of us is a real super fan of Facebook. Now, I'll go on there just to get stuff off my chest. Well, you and, like to throw bombs and then watch them explode. Sure. And, <laughs> and as I'm posting things on Facebook, I think to myself, wait till Joe sees this. <laughs> but I did find, because one of the real, one of the problems that I was having about two, two and a half days ago was, okay, on the one hand, you, you, you hate what happened to George Floyd, and you know how terrible that was, and you also know that what happened to George Floyd is about something bigger than what happened to George Floyd, okay, in my opinion. Okay, now you see the protest and the violence. How do you, in your brain, how do you reconcile those two things? And I'm not, I don't think you can completely reconcile, but getting back to Facebook, I actually found a comment on Facebook that to some degree does begin to address that. The uh, woman, and I don't even know who she, uh, I had never seen her before, she said this is not a two sides pick one situation. She said you've got to be able to understand the dynamics and frustration that lead to rioting and violence and you also have to be able to deplore and speak out against that violence. So you can... Go ahead, Joe. No, I was just... I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with... Uh, in part with what you're saying, but here, here's the point I was making earlier. We have the mechanisms in this country to address the grievances that, that have come up. I mean, it, it is there. The law is written. No one is saying, here is a gaping hole. We need a new Voting Rights Act. We need a new Civil Rights Act. You know, we need equality acts. They're all on the books. Every one of them is on the books and can be enforced. If you say the current administration isn't enforcing them, then maybe there's an argument to be made there. But they are enforcing them. You know, the attorney general is on the uh, the case. Uh, the states have the mechanism to deal with these same things, and many of them have state laws that cover the same territory. So we have that. But we cannot change people's hearts without education. And somebody said something to me I thought was great. Uh, maybe it was a meme. Sometimes I forget whether it was a meme or something somebody said. But, you know, you don't learn racism. You aren't born with it. You learn it. So where do you learn it? And how do we stop people from learning it to judge people on the color of their skin instead of, as Dr. King said, the content of their character? And that's to me, is the biggest problem, changing people's hearts. I think Dr. King would be physically ill for what's oh, going on in this yeah, country right there's now. There's no doubt about it. But you talk about we've got mechanisms. Well, let me just throw out five different names to you. Freddie Gray. Michael Brown. Right, I know the names. Okay, well, I'm going to finish, Joe. I've only given you two. Breonna Taylor, Trayvon Martin, and Ahmoud Arbery. These were, uh, in four cases, they were uh, black, un unarmed, unthreatening people. One was 17 years old. That you were, forgot Amadou Diallo, too. You could have added him to the group. Well, I added, well, I don't know who that is, but I've got Amadou. He Amoud. was the, the young man that was gunned down in his doorway in New York City, shot 41 times by the police. Right. And that's why I said before, there is there has become almost a casual 
acceptance of racial violence. Now, you're right, Joe. We cannot change what's in people's hearts. I'd be the last person to tell you that I don't have a prejudiced bone in my body. Good Lord. But you can teach people, as stupid, as trite as it sounds, you can teach people right from wrong. Uh, and you can teach policemen, and most policemen You can teach this. right from wrong, but you can only enforce it if you have a law against wrong. Right. And we have those laws. It is not legal for that officer to do what he did to, to uh, George Floyd. It's not wasn't legal. Sure. He's been arrested. He will be uh, he has been charged. He will be tried and he will probably in all likelihood be convicted. Not a first degree murder. I'm sorry. That was an overreach. I know they want it. Second degree murder is depraved indifference to human life. I think there's a good case to be made for that. Uh, I don't think that would be overcharging. Third degree manslaughter is certainly uh, actually probably correct the correct charge in this case. So the question becomes, what if he goes to trial and his defense puts up an argument that, you know, he, well, here are things that he that's happened and he felt threatened and a jury buys it and a jury acquits him. There will be more riots. Yeah, there will be. And that's not fair either. If if we either have faith in the system or we don't, does this man have the does this officer have a right to a defense? He certainly does in this yes. country. And if a jury believes that defense and acquits him, shouldn't that be the end of it? Well, I'll tell you what. Let's let's not jump into the future. But let me throw well, out. I a, think it it points out the the point I was trying to make that we have mechanisms. They are not always perfect. But, you know, you can't point to me something that we don't have that we need that would solve this problem. Well, the only thing that I've come up with, and I, I had mentioned this, is, and I'd, I'd love to hear maybe like a local member of law enforcement to call in. Uh, the only thing I've talked about is extensive, comprehensive uh, training on community uh, law enforcement. I think they get that already. Hey, we've got to take a quick break. We invite your calls, 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com or text us at 70236. When you're comfortable, life is good. Comfort specialists, quality and value, our claim to fame, on time and affordable, that's our game, providing heating and cooling for you every day, our experience shows in so many ways, call Comfort Specialists, give us a ring, we'll be at your door, when you're comfortable, life is good, Comfort Specialists. This is Jeff Stoltz from Comfort Specialist. During these unusual times, please know we are here to help, and we are following all recommended safety procedures, including wearing masks. Now is the perfect time to beat the rush and have a preseason tune-up done on your system. At Comfort Specialist, we know when you're comfortable, life is good. Find us online at yourcomfortspecialist.com or call 1-800-524-HVAC, contract and registration number PA002058. When you're comfortable, life is good. Comfort Specialist. Tolpohocken Mountain Spring Water is my go-to. I love hiking and being outdoors, but it is a must to drink plenty of water, especially when you're on the go. But not all water is the same. Tolpohocken is natural mountain spring water. I avoid muscle cramps and fatigue when I exercise, thanks to Tolpohocken. Tolpohocken Mountain Spring Water, Northumberland. Delivery to your home or office. Keep a bottle with you all the time. Tolpohockenwater.com. Tolpohocken. To the graduating class of 2020, these are different times, and this year didn't end the way you expected. But I believe that adversity provides the education for perseverance and ultimately success. 
I'm Ben Wilhelm. We at Lone Oak Financial Services want to congratulate you on all of your accomplishments. Winston Churchill once said, a pessimist sees the difficulty in every opportunity. An optimist sees the opportunity in every difficulty. He also stated, success is not final. Failure is not fatal. It is the courage to continue that counts. We would like to encourage you to stay focused, work hard, and press on. We wish you all the best in a future that is full of opportunity. Registered with and securities investment advisory services offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC member SIPC. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC and Lone Oak Financial Services are not affiliated companies. News and interviews from across the world and right here in the central Susquehanna Valley. We know the value of community and technical colleges and the, the value they bring to rural communities across the nation and our goal is to help these colleges be successful in every way. What we're trying to do here with the Education Project is really bring you a full service campus here. Community colleges do a lot of things, but one of the most important things they do is they're the catalyst for economic development. WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. Hi everybody, Steve Jones, Bob Grove on the NHL's playoff plan. Today, 3 to 5 News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On the Mark. I'm Joe McGranham with Steve Kushaloff. Steve has been thinking up another question that he wants to throw at me, so I'm going to turn it over to Steve. But tell you first, 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. Email us at onthemarkwkok.com. Text us at 70236. Okay, are you familiar with the name Dan Balls, B-A-L-Z? No, I don't believe I am. Okay, Dan Balls is a uh, reporter, and to say reporter, it doesn't even do justice, uh, for the Washington Post. Okay, uh, right now, there I can tell where this uh, is going. No, not at all. <laughs> the point with Dan Balls, he is like one of the dean he's like the dean of american reporters when you see that this uh, dan balls is going to be on a talk show you stop what you're doing and you sit down because well, i don't well you should joe but you don't have television you don't think it's a real thing no but, i do think it's a real thing i just watch a different network <laughs> uh the point with dan balls is he's not some wild-eyed uh commentator who comes at things from a specific point of view. Dan Balls is pretty even-handed. He has white hair. He doesn't have much more hair than you do, Joe. Anyway, so I read Dan Balls, one of his articles this morning, and I just took this little phrase out of it, and I'm going to throw it out, and you may, I'll let you respond to it. Okay. And Balls says, what has become commonplace the killing of unarmed black people at the hands of law enforcement. I think that was a that was a very good, very good statement. It was a very oh, good, yeah. uh, very very slanted statement. But let let's look at that for a minute. You came up with the list of five people. I added a sixth. How many more are there? Thousands? Hundreds of thousands? You know, these things happen from time to time. Automobile accidents probably claim more black lives than, than, you know, drunk drivers probably kill more black people than... Let's not go there No, but I'm just saying to you that you're talking about an extreme exception. Every day there are thousands, hundreds of thousands of interactions probably between police officers and and black citizens. And And not all of them end badly, not all of them. And to say it's an extreme exception... 
means we shouldn't even pay attention to it. It's the same. No, argument. it doesn't mean that. It just means that we shouldn't accord it more weight than it deserves. You can't say because one bad thing happened that everybody, who, every police officer, is bad, and we should burn down every police station you know, and we should assault every officer. When we were on break, you told me a true story. So let me throw out a couple of true stories to you. Uh, I was in uh, college. I was working at uh, uh, Howard Johnson's restaurant uh, outside of Newark, Delaware. That was it was outside of town. I didn't have a car. The way I would often get back and forth between my apartment and the restaurant was on a bicycle, and uh, which was no problem for me. But occasionally it would be dark when I was riding that bicycle. But I was tried to be careful. Well, one time I got picked up by the police. One time I did get stopped by the police for riding my bike in the dark. I think they made me throw my bike in the back or in the trunk, and they drove me uh, to my apartment. And uh, this was back in the uh, a time when there was friction between young people my age at the time and, and police. And we sort of got into a little bit of a hot discussion. And even one of the cops made the point, he says, ah, you've never worked for a thing in your life. You've never worked for a thing in your life. Where was I coming from? I was coming from a restaurant where I just spent eight hours cooking. Now, Joe, I was, back then, I was a white man, which I am a white person even today. I'm just going to make the point, and okay. then we can get to that phone. Well, had, we got to take a break first. Had I, been, had I been an African-American in that situation where they picked me up, I would have had some real misgivings. Okay, you might have, and maybe you should have. Van, hang on. we got to take our last break of the day, and then we'll pick you up on On the Mark. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at SunburyMotors.com, selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. TD Energy Experts, the name you know and trust for Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling systems, is continuing to add to their schedule for installation once we are all able to get back to normal. If you're interested in a Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling system, don't let COVID-19 hold you back from getting on their schedule. It's easy. Call 570-258-8088. That's 570-258-8088 for a virtual price quote. TD Energy Experts also offers a great program to help get the ease of a Mitsubishi ductless heating and cooling system into your home. Visit their website at tdenergyexperts.com for more information. Don't wait till the last minute. Call today. Here's Tony with more information on that great program. We are now offering 48-month deferred interest for qualified customers. Give us a call now at 570-258-8088. 570-258-8088. TD Energy Experts, your home of the exclusive 12-12-12 warranty. Hey, guys. It's Catherine. And Beth. 
Wise Markets Registered Dietitians and your host for the Wise Healthy Bites podcast, a fun and inspiring podcast that shares real life nutrition tricks and lifestyle tips. In our latest episode, we talk about plant-powered eating, the incredible benefits and easy ways to incorporate more plants into your meals and snacks starting today. To listen, visit Google Play or Apple Podcasts and search Wise Healthy Bites. While you're there, make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. The Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Steve Keener from Little League Baseball. We got to the point where we said this is inevitable. We're just not going to be able to do it. So we should make the announcement now and tell our constituent programs that we're not going to have a World Series regional tournaments and we'll plan the best we can to try to salvage some kind of a season throughout the summer. The Steve Jones Show, 3 to 5 weekdays on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Welcome back to On The Mark. Our telephone number is 1-800-795-9565. Van, thank you for hanging on during the break. You're on the mark. Good morning. Uh, yeah, this whole thing with George Floyd is really upsetting. But uh, if I could ask Steve, you know, what what do you see being justice in this case? Being justice? Well, Yeah, well, I mean, the people that are out protesting, they, they, they want justice. So what what is it? that you think they want or what is it that that you would want from this well you know i haven't given a lot of thought about this but i would say that uh uh you know we've been throwing a lot of names out this morning um and i'm going to get to your question i'm not ignoring it the one name we haven't thrown out and i know that this name joe is going to know this name um do you know who Derek chauvin is i have no idea now, I know Joe knows who Derek Chauvin is. Do you know Joe, do you know who Derek Chauvin is? You tell me. He's the cop. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and see, and, you know, that in itself, uh, your name is Van, correct? Yes. Okay, yes. and I'm sure you've called in. And I'm not... Oh, it, and, you know, I, I, yes, now that you say that, yes, I realize that. And I, I've seen... I, I, I thought you were insinuating somebody else that was injured. Yes, I do recognize the name now that okay. you, you said that. And then his wife is divorcing him and stuff. Yeah, and I did check out stuff about him. So Right. Well, anyway. okay. Uh, you know, with all this, I could say, and I'm not going to say, that all, the, all these demonstrations, fires, violence, et cetera, are, should all be laid at the feet of Derek Chauvin. I'm not going to say it. That's a little bit overboard. Anyway, get back to your question. What kind of justice? Well, I would say Chauvin, Chauvin ought to be found uh, guilty. He's charged with third-degree murder, I think, and second-degree manslaughter. That's what I, th- I think, Joe. Sounds right. I would say he should be found guilty, and he should go to jail. That's what I would... Th- and, and I think... And, and the I other, would... Go ahead. I would, I would assume that's probably everybody else's conclusion also. Yeah. But here's here's my problem with all that's going on. It's these cases are picked out and become national news. Now I'm I'm sure there's plenty of law enforcement officers that are killed, and the list you gave earlier of different people and all the all the atrocities that took place with with officers, you know, killing black people. You know, you have your list there. You know, what about the law enforcement officers that have been killed? Oh sure. Where's the where's the protest for them? But Ultimately, what I see from this is the news media and people are being used to cause a division to even greater divide this country and to have people more at odds with each other. When yet, 
in the actuality, everyone wants the same justice. Everyone wants to see this guy brought to the court and tried and convicted. You know, it's and it's it's a matter of well, is he guilty? Well, everyone's seen the videos. You know, and the other police officers that were there and took part in that, mm -hmm. they should be prosecuted as well. Sure. And, you know, I was about to t say something to Joe. I think we were still on break. To me, the two, the two hardest jobs in the world, I think, one is to be a soldier. My gosh, you put yourself in harm's way. You, you know, you, you... And the other job that's equally as difficult is to be a policeman. My, yep. uh, you know, I mean, the... I can't even imagine. I cannot even imagine that kind of pressure. A good friend of mine, a good friend of mine lives over in Shemokin Dam. He's retired. He was a policeman in Shemokin. And he tells the story of going to a house for a domestic incident and having a gun just put right up to his head. I mean, this is Shemokin, Pennsylvania. Yeah. This is my buddy. Yeah, it's sad. I mean, there's there's problems on both sides. Van, we'll give you the last word. We have another caller coming in. Well, I just I just think it's sad the way the way things are working out here. You know, and the more this goes on, I think more more people are going to leave the police force because who wants to be you know like you bring up the guy with Shimokin, and that would be a rare case in Shimokin. But now more and more police are being attacked and assaulted and and disrespected and and on and on and yes there's a few bad cops out there but the majority of them are now being yeah. condemned along with this guy and who's going to want to be a police officer in the future good, good point van listen we have to take another call but thank you well, there, there's that incidents where new york police were having water thrown on them and they just took it you know that's yes but did you also see there the was photos? no protest of, about that did Ow. you did you also Hi. see the photos we're wondering of, what uh, martin luther king would do and say we're wondering what floyd's we know what Floyd's family is grieving. Do uh, you ever get those bracelets when you go to a church when they're open? WWJD? I That's who that. I worry about what, what he would do. And if we all started thinking that way, I'm realizing there's good and evil in this world, and the only way to conquer it is... Asset question every time you want to do something. WWJD. Well, if you take the Old Testament, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth, you know. That was merciful. <laughs> that was merciful. That was not, you're taking it the wrong way. Maybe. I'm not saying for sure, but I, do you know that is a merciful act? Really? It never yeah, doesn't. Never because, use uh, that way. Would, you know, if you gouge somebody's eye out, that's all you could do to the other person gouge their eye out. Instead of just gouging one eye out, the guy got his eye gouged out, the family goes over and kills everybody in the family. So that was a merciful act. Uh, as they always say, an eye for an eye leaves everybody blind. I think it was uh, during well, our... No, but that was a merciful act. That was a law that was mercified by the Lord Jesus, I mean, by God. Yeah, I was gonna and say, God also trained our hands for war. And you just peace. moved Jesus to the Old Testament. Hey, listen, we're out of time, Al. Thanks for calling. Steve, thank you for being with us today. We'll invite you back again tomorrow. Oh, will you thank come? You. I'll be, well, I will be here if you will be here. I'll be here. We'll make it a deal. Thanks so much for being with us today on On the Mark, brought to you by the Sunbury Motor Company. We invite you to join us again tomorrow at 830 on WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania.